see them one time. It's kind of a, it's a long story, but I'm, I'm not going to share it with you right now, but uh, uh, it was, it was a, one of those uh, great times I had oh, 20, 30 years ago. I guess closer to 30 years ago. But anyway, I'd like, uh, like to welcome you all here to the Maniac Marketers uh, Business Conference. I'm glad you're a part of it. I am your host, Terry Allison. And tonight, uh, we're going to be, uh, the title of the presentation is Developing People as Your Most Appreciable Asset in a Work-at-Home Business. And this is part three uh, of, the, of the series. And uh, the, the source that I use is one of John Maxwell's books. He's a uh, leadership author authoritarian. And uh, his book is titled Developing the Leader Within You. Before we do that, let's talk about why people even come to a work-at-home business. You know, what is their why that they're looking for? Um, you know, many people come onto the internet. They're they're lured by the lots of money. You know, promise to make three, four, five hundred dollars. Um, maybe even make a thousand dollars a day. I've even seen uh, uh, things out there. You know, be a millionaire overnight. And uh, so people are lured into this hope that, you know, they too can, you know, get on this uh, gravy train, as, as you might say, and, uh, and, you know, get in on some of that action of, of making lots of money on the Internet. Some people come because, hey, they're looking for a replacement income. Maybe they got hurt on their job or something, or maybe they got laid off from their job, and so they're needing some... Uh, money to replace income that they had. Maybe it's uh, uh, mom and dad, uh, they're each working and, and uh, one of them wants to stay home and take care of the kids. But in order to do that, they need to uh, have that replacement income in there. Um, sometimes you know, people are just, hey, they're struggling. And so uh, they're working maybe two jobs, maybe even three jobs. Uh, you know, depending on how all that's set up, and uh, I know I'm, I have a brother that you know he's work actually working three jobs, and uh, and uh, his main job is at a correctional facility. So uh, hey, you know it can happen in, in all walks of life, uh, and and he's a lieutenant in a correctional facility. I'll I'll throw that in there, and uh, so you know people are looking to replace uh, income. Uh, that they may have had. Some people are just fed up with the old boss. Uh, the boss comes in grumpy every day, and and uh, uh, or the boss is controlling, and uh, uh, you know you don't like the way the person looks, the way they comb their hair. Yeah, they uh, they just don't like anything about them. You know the the boss doesn't ever speak up for for his or her people. So, uh, and you just have had enough. Some people like the BYOB. Be your own boss. You like having control over your own life, over your own work situation. Uh, I know that uh, back when I was uh, first starting out in, in computers, I worked in a computer room. And, uh, oh, and, uh, and I worked second and third shift, and, you know, was, I ran a, a printing uh, process, or well, they're called laser printers, but uh, anyway, we use tapes. Anyway, we just went and we got the job done. But sometimes, uh, you know, I'd uh, work over on on first shift, and uh, if we had a lot of uh, print out there to be done, the first shift supervisor would come along, and uh, he would put 
all these uh, tapes. I mean, there would be you know a couple rows of tapes, and uh, he'd come along and he'd put them in a certain order. But uh, you know, and he's uh, thinking that you know the priority print and all that kind of stuff, which really fouled us up a lot of times because we could have a lot of that done, and it wouldn't look so bad if the boss would just leave us alone. So you know, it's kind of like you know. Uh, you uh, have a set way of that you like to do things. It makes sense for you, and uh, so being your own boss just makes total sense uh, that you know you're looking at a work-at-home business. <clears throat> Some people like freedom and flexibility, you know, to where you know whether it's time or travel. Uh, on time, I, I, I you know often think about. Uh, kids being at school and, and how uh, uh, you know if a parent teacher conference comes up uh, you know you want to have that freedom just to be go and uh, and talk with the teacher about your child and that uh, you don't have you wouldn't have to go ask for a, uh, a boss whether you can take that time off you just you 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 have the freedom and you can just go do it or maybe the maybe there's a play during the day or something uh, special comes along and you can just go uh, be there uh, and watch your child and and, uh, and and it does mean so much to the kids to be able to do that plus it just creates special memories for you some people like the the flexibility part and just being able to uh, to go somewhere uh, and uh, you know they got the time and, and money to do it and uh, they just go and, and travel. And it's just like this past weekend. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we celebrated our, our 22nd anniversary. Uh, and the, this is actually the first time, and I'm thinking about, uh, well, at least 17 years, that we didn't have to bring a kid along with us. Uh, both, our, uh, both our boys were out on a whitewater rafting trip. And uh, since they were doing their own thing, my wife and I thought, well, we got the, we got the time, and uh, you know we got a little bit of money here. Uh, let's just uh, celebrate our anniversary, and, uh, and we had a great time together. Like I say, first time in probably 17 years we were able to do that. I often uh, too like to think about old uh, the King Elvis Presley, and how. Uh, he had the money to, to you know do this to, to load up his friends uh, uh, on an airplane and, and go to California for breakfast just because he could. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great to have that kind of flexibility and the freedom to, to be able to do that? <clears throat> Some people they they are looking at it for their family. Uh, they want to uh, they want to be a part of the kid's life. Uh, you know, kids grow up so fast, um, and it's, it's it's like it was yesterday. Uh, I was holding our older son uh, in my arms just after he came out uh, and uh, and you know met the world, and uh, you know and that's been uh, a little over about seventeen and a half years ago. Uh, but that time, you know, went so fast, <clears throat> and uh, but. Uh, you want to, you know, people want to, to be with their family. Some people, they want to have, leave a family legacy. They want to have that challenge of starting up a business and, uh, you know, setting up some goals in there and, and, uh, and, and achieving those goals and just, you know, and uh, have a hand in, in, in growing a business. And they, you know, uh, They've you know grown it. They've uh, they've taught their kids uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur, and uh, and taught them various aspects of the business. And they want to be able just to say, hey kids, uh, you know what we've done. I'm sure you have some uh, uh, goals that you would like to do uh, with this business. This is yours, and you just leave them that that family legacy. And uh, and they they take it and they run with it, 
uh, wouldn't that be great? And the and the thing about uh, the reasons for work at home business and and uh, why uh, a lot of people uh, talk about that is that you got to know the reasons why you're coming in a business, and then uh, and then as you learn a work at home business, sometimes those reasons uh, of why you came in change over time. So you constantly have to think about your why that you're doing the business because um, uh, sometimes those those reasons change but uh, so you want to, to monitor that self and uh, and I did a, a presentation here some months back about dream building and uh, so that's what we get into uh, and why we want to uh, uh, constantly monitor that and, and uh, you know you got to keep your dream alive and I'll talk I'll um, oh, just a little bit more about that later on in the, in the process uh, here of the presentation. <clears throat> Let's talk about mentoring for a moment. What is that? Well, here at Maniac Marketers, we want to mentor you to be successful in a work-at-home business. That includes using the tools uh, that, that we teach you, and it also means being a leader in your business. So that's why we talk about leadership and uh, <clears throat> in a work-at-home business. And um, th in this particular aspect of leadership, we've been talking about developing your most appreciable asset, uh, and that's people. If you don't have people in your business, then you don't have a business. Okay. So, uh, and you want to uh, you want to have customers, and you want to be able to expand your business, and you have to you have to have people to do that. So. So tonight, you know, we're, uh, well, over the past couple of weeks, you know, we've we've, uh, we've been talking about uh, about making the right assumptions about people, and that they must be our first principle to follow as a successful people developer. Now we're going to become familiar with the right questions to ask people, and uh, and there are six of them, and that's what we're going to get into in, to, in tonight's presentation. Successful people developers ask the right questions about people. And of course, that first question is, am I building people or am I building my dream and using people to do it? You see, people must come first. Fred Smith says that Federal Express, from its inception, has put its people first because is because it is right to do so, and because it is good business as well. Our corporate philosophy is succinctly stated: people, service, profits. The question deals with the leader's motives, and there's just a slight but significant difference between manipulation and motivation. And I know you've probably heard me say that uh, a few times you know we got to have the right reasons uh, because there is such a, a fine line between manipulation and motivation um, and that goes back I think with my uh, Dale Carnegie experience when I took that class see manipulation is moving together for my advantage Just say that again manipulation is moving together for my advantage. Motivation is moving together for mutual advantage. So, for so motivation is moving together for our mutual advantage. That means, hey, we're in this thing together, and we're both, you know, going to work uh, in this relationship to where you know we both gain uh, through this process. Okay, our next thing here is do I care enough to confront people when it will make a difference? Confrontation is very difficult for, pe for, for most people. I know, uh, I, know I, don't like to, I don't like to fight with people or anything like that. Uh, and so if you feel uneasy just uh, use, using this word confront, then you can uh, uh, substitute this word by uh, using the word 
clarify. So we're going to clarify some things for for people. Uh, we don't uh, if you know, like say if you don't want to say confront, we're going to clarify because that's what brings up a lot of uh, uh, tension sometimes is that uh, people just need clarification. They don't quite. They thought that they understood what you were saying, but they didn't quite. So we're going to clarify some things. So yeah, you basically you, know, you definitely do not want to let problems fester because what happens if they fester? It just it just gets bigger and bigger and 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 before long you know even the tiniest problems just seem so huge. So if we we clarify uh, as the problems arise, we're going to be better off. So I'm going to talk about uh, the Ten Commandments of conf confrontation. Uh, and, and and as always, I didn't say this at the beginning, but if you, if you like to uh, to jump in with uh, thoughts of your own or questions that you have, uh, just go ahead and put them in the in the chat here, and uh, and we'll talk about those things. We'll bring them up, and uh, uh, you know this is this is for for both of us, you and me, uh, uh, doing this uh, process of this presentation. Um, the first thing, of course, is that you want to talk with someone in privately, not publicly. Now, I know in a work-at-home business, you want, we're separated by uh, hundreds of miles, sometimes even thousands of miles. Uh, some of my, I see some of my friends uh, here from uh, uh, Australia and such. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, so you never want to, uh, you never want to uh, confront. Uh, in public, uh, and sometimes that's a hard lesson to learn. You know, uh, sometimes just things happen and and uh, things get said out out in the open, and then everybody knows about it. But if we do that, if we do it in privately, talk about those things, we're going to be better off. The second thing is, uh, and you guys will have to you know, see some people have uh, recorders on, and that's great. Uh, if you want to write these down, uh, that's great uh, as well. The uh, second thing is, do it as soon as possible. That is more natural than waiting a long time. And like I say, if you wait a long time or wait a little bit, then they just everything just kind of mounts up, and the problem gets worse. So number three is speak to one issue at a time. Don't overload the person with a long list of issues. So if you're handling something one at a time, then that should not be a problem. Four, once you've made a point, don't keep repeating it. And uh, part of me wants to repeat it again, but uh, you know, but you know, if you made your point, you know, basically don't don't keep rehashing the same old thing. You know, I I know I sometimes I uh, I'm talking to my kids and uh, sometimes I. You know, it's like, I don't think that they're hearing me. So I, you know, it's like, come on, guys. Uh, I, I'm saying this over and over and over again. Don't you guys get it yet? And uh, so, but, you know, and and, and I, it happened just, uh, I think, earlier in the week. Uh, my son says, okay, Dad, I got it. Uh, and so, you know, kind of left it alone at that point. Number five, deal only with actions the person can change. If you ask the person to do something he or she is unable to do, frustrations builds in your relationship. <clears throat> so, you know, maybe it's a, uh, uh, a, a person's habit. Uh, of, you know, they do something uh, a particular way. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, you just have to try to work around that if you can. If you don't strike oil in 10 minutes, stop boring. Hey, hey Brian, that's a good uh, uh, good saying. I've heard that before. That's true. Uh, number six, avoid sarcasm. Sarcasm signals that you are angry at people, not at their actions, and may cause them to resent you. Uh, and I know that is something that I've had to, to deal with. Uh, uh, sometimes it that creeps back in uh, on me as well. It's like, cause, you know, it's like I uh, get frustrated because uh, you know you're, you've uh, uh, 
think that someone understands uh, a particular thing, and then uh, so you just get flippant with them, and uh, and uh, so and it's, so it's real easy to to do that, and uh, uh, you just have to watch it. Try to you know avoid sarcasm the best you can. Um, and uh, you know if it and if it happens, it you know apologize quickly. Number seven, avoid words like always and never. They usually detract from accuracy and make people defensive. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's and that's another one of those easy things to to do. Is it, oh, you always do that, or you never wash the dishes, or you know something uh, like here. I'm just glad you're here, Butch. And uh, so, uh, so try to try to stay away from those words, always and never. Uh, you know, you never uh, take me anywhere. So uh, it's not that you never take them anywhere. You just don't do it as often as what you probably should. So anyway, uh, number eight: present criticism as suggestions or questions, if possible. So you know. What's the, what do you think the purpose is of uh, of asking a question uh, when you confront someone? You know, um, is it because that uh, you know you're trying to trying maybe trying to figure out where they are? How did they maybe how did they interpret something that you said? Maybe. So if you ask them a question along those lines, then that really just eases the tension uh, there that's probably building inside you. Um, so always uh, or ask questions. Uh, number nine, don't apologize for the confrontational meeting. Doing so detracts from it and may indicate you are not sure you had the right to say what you did. So if you're uh, if you're in charge, then uh, you do have the right to say something because you you can't just let something go. If you do. Then again, the tensions will just build up inside you, and you wind up take it out on either that person or probably someone someone else uh, that didn't do anything uh, against you. Number ten, don't forget the compliments. Use what I call, or what Maxwell calls, the sandwich in these types of meetings. Compliment, confront, compliment. So. Uh, so anything you have, anytime you have to uh, clarify something with someone, uh, then you uh, put uh, compliments around both ends of that. Okay, our next thing here is: Am I listening to people with more than my ears? Am I hearing more than words? Remember, we always we we have uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to listen. Twice as often as we speak. Uh, here's a little test for you uh, that you can kind of give yourself. Uh, I'm not gonna, we're not going to take time to, to do that test. You can kind of do it on your own, and, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through these. Uh, uh, here's how the scoring will go. Uh, if you write down for the particular question, uh, if you write down always. Uh, you give yourself four points. If you write down usually, then give yourself three points. Uh, two uh, points for the word rarely, and one point for never. And then, uh, and then at, the, at the end of these questions, I'll I'll tell you uh, what the scoring uh, is, uh, the total scoring. So, do I allow the speaker to finish without interrupting? Do I allow the speaker to finish without interrupting? I know that uh, uh, I've had a meeting uh, with uh, with a person, and uh, man, I know more than said uh, ten words, and the person was always interrupting, and uh, and I told this person. Because uh, it wasn't the first time that that uh, that uh, this person did this to me, and uh, finally I just said, I was mad enough that I said, "Would you quit interrupting me? You're really and excuse my phrasing here, uh, but uh, I said, you 
you really piss me off when you do that. And, uh, and you know, finally she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so you want to allow the speaker to finish without interrupting. Do I listen between the lines? That, mean, that is uh, for the subtext. You know what I mean by that? Uh, you know, are you listening between the lines? You know, is what the person's saying? Is it really what they're saying, or are they, you know, are they getting at something else? I know uh, since we're not uh, totally face to face with each other, uh, so you know, uh, through, but, so we have to do it, you know, through Skype or through the telephone or or whatever. Uh, so uh, you know. The, we can't see fa basically we can't see uh, uh, facial expressions and all that so we have to do the best we can uh, here but uh, you can still uh, uh, you need to listen between the lines uh, you know I always tell my kids uh, you know you need to listen for what they are saying and for what they do not say um, the next one here is when writing a message do I listen for and write down the key facts and phrases. And I, I have to say that I'm, I'm guilty uh, of that one because I don't do that. Um, I really don't really write down too much of anything when somebody's talking. But um, when writing, so I definitely get a, a, a one for that one. When writing a message, do I listen for and write down the key facts and phrases? Do I repeat what the person just said to clarify the clarify the meeting the meaning that yeah. do I repeat what the person just said to clarify the meaning now with the set of instructions I think that uh, it is appropriate to uh, to say exactly the same thing uh, that the, uh, uh, the, the to repeat the uh, to repeat the speaker. But if you go outside of that of just uh, uh, instructional things, uh, then uh, then I think if you repeat, uh, you can't just repeat verbatim what someone says. And uh, and what I mean on that is uh, I've uh, my pastor that I had when I just was starting to get into the ministry. Uh, you know, he was a uh, he was practicing some things that he went to uh, through one of his training things and then I and then uh, anyway uh, in, a, in a meeting that he, that he was trying to help me on to decide something and uh, uh, I noticed that every time I said something he said the exact same thing back and uh, after two or three times of that I said I just said that and so, but what he should have done was rephrased what I said to make sure that he got the meaning of what I was saying. And that's just something that I've learned uh, through uh, through my educational process is that you just uh, rephrase something to make sure you are really understanding uh, what the person's saying. Because sometimes uh, a person says something and they're really meaning just a, a little bit different but uh you know maybe they're not choosing the right wording or whatever so uh you need to dig deeper so rephrase what you think you've heard do i avoid getting hostile and or agitated when i disagree with the speaker and uh, uh sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't so for me anyway uh, I don't get hostile with with the uh, speaker necessarily and retaliate back or anything. Uh, so, do I avoid getting hostile and agitated when I disagree with the speaker? Do I tune out distractions when listening? Uh, if they are uh, if they are uh, entertaining or not entertaining, but uh, have something to say, uh, then I I try to stay with them. And I do tune out uh, distractions. Do I make an effort to seem interested in what the other person is saying? And uh, you know that's basically you know uh, you know you got to, to listen in. 
if you if you're uh, in front of the person, then of course uh, you would want to turn your body toward the other person that it, that is speaking, because if you are are turned sideways or something like that, just the body language alone says, "Hey, I don't really care about what what you say, uh, you know, whatever." Okay, so you know, just make sure that uh, you know you're uh, giving it an effort. Okay, the scoring on that would be 26 or higher. You are an excellent listener. If you are 22 to 25, you are better than an average score. 18 to 21 is room for improvement. 17 or lower, get out there right away and practice your listening. <laughs> So David Burns, a medical doctor and professor of psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania, says, The biggest mistake you can make in trying to talk convincingly is to put your highest priority on expressing your ideas and feelings. What most people really want is to be listened to, respected, and understood. The moment people see that they are being understood, they become more motivated to understand your point of view. That makes sense. People, you know, it's like uh, people know that you care. Then hey, uh, they'll be right there with you. What are the major strengths of this individual? Anyone who continue continually has to work in areas of personal weakness instead of personal strengths will not stay motivated. If individuals have been grinding away at tasks assigned in their weak areas and you reassign them to work. To work in areas of strength, you'll see a dramatic increase in natural motivation. Now, uh, and I know Butch uh, has done this with various people. Uh, you know, maybe the person doesn't like to blog or whatever, but uh, you know, he knows that the person likes to talk. Uh, you know, he uh, he did that with me uh, since he knew I was pastor and I I could talk and, and stuff like that. You know, he encouraged me to. Uh, uh, get on uh, the uh, talk shoe and uh, and do recordings and uh, you know I and I do blog too but uh, but you know he was he was playing into uh, one of my strengths he just knew I, I like to talk and I know that he's done that with uh, with other people and uh, you know you just uh, some people maybe they know how to promote but they don't do other, you know, other things very well. Then, uh, you know, uh, maybe creating websites is a, is a, a passion of yours, and maybe you can get w with someone else who uh, who loves to uh, to promote, or you can just be a part of the team, and uh, and we can help each other. So, uh, you uh, major strengths. What are the major strengths? Have I placed a high priority on the job? People t tend to stay motivated when they see the importance of the things they are asked to do. The five most encouraging words in any organization are, it will make a difference. So, uh, like you're, if you're blogging, uh, it will make a difference. You're getting the, your information out there uh, for the search engines. Uh, you're talking to people. Uh, you're you're touching base someone. You're creating a relationship. Of course, any uh, the most discouraging words in any organization is that it won't make any difference. So you know, just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. Butch, uh, Butch is saying right here, 1,000 classified ads will make a difference, and it will. I see people in the Veritech uh, uh, chat uh, a lot of times. You know, they're trying to do other things and uh, if they'll just you know do the thousand classified ads it will make a difference uh, in, in, in what you're doing and the results that you'll see and so if you just do that and once, once you see the results there's your motivation to keep on doing it that's a good point Butch have I shown the value the person will receive 
from this relationship. People tend to stay motivated when they see the value to them of the things they are asked to do. The simple fact is when we hear an announcement, see a commercial, or are asked to make a commitment, a small voice in the back of our minds asks, What's in it for me? The reason people skip the meeting you ask so hard to plan, to plan is simple. They haven't seen the value, benefits, and rewards they will receive by being there. And uh, uh, here, here's, here's something to think about. Think about an important relationship you have with a subordinate and perhaps with your boss or, or you know, with other people uh, in a work-at-home business. On the left hand of the page, draw up a list of all the contributions you are making to this relationship. That is, what are you giving? And with this other person, your list might include uh, the, you see, uh, it might include job security, time, professional development. Uh, you can title that list, What I Give. Uh, and that's, you can do that with any, uh, uh, any uh, relationship. On the right hand side of the page, make a second list entitled, What I Get. With all the benefits you are receiving, then sit back and compare your two lists. Um, so your, your right hand list is you know, what you are getting out of it. Um, so compare your list. Don't count the number of items on each page. You know, some things are more important than others, and you probably list some items off both lists. Instead, answer this simple question. Considering all that you give to your relationship versus all that you're getting from it, who is getting the better deal? And then you choose your answer from the following three options. Am I getting a better deal? This can produce complacency and ingratitude. The second thing is, the other person is getting a better deal. This can produce resentment. The third thing is we are getting an equally good deal. This usually produces mutual respect and motivation. So analyze your answer by looking at the three axioms of, uh, of this uh, thing called uh, equity factor. It's found in the Hussman and Hatfield's Managing the Equity Factor. It says people evaluate relationships by comparing what they give to a relationship with what they get from it. Two, when what people give does not equal what they get, they feel distress. And then three, people who feel distressed because they give more than they get will restore equity. This becomes a negative. This is where you got to decide whether you're going to commit. So, anyway, uh, so we're uh, uh, we're con basically we're constantly building our relationship, our uh, through whether uh, personal relationship or business relationship. Uh, it's not just a you know pay your money and and uh, you know you're going to receive certain certain things. Uh, we're, you know we're going to teach you how uh, to use your particular tools. And, uh, and that's what we do with the in this maniac marketers. We teach you all aspects uh, of how to build a business and teach you how to use the tools. We're going to teach you how to be a leader. Uh, and so we create an atmosphere to help you learn how to promote on Google in your work at home business. With maniac marketers, we teach you how to grow to be that leader. Let's turn a uh, moment to uh, to marketing. There's all kinds of marketing out there. There's comment, article, email, traffic exchanges, educational, relationship. There's a, a whole host of, uh, of various marketing techniques out there. Some people like using software and, and all this kind of stuff. Some people get hung up on, on email. It's like if, you, if they blast... Uh, 
their emails out to all these safe lists and just anything anytime they come across an email uh, that you know they're going to achieve success uh, and then uh, other people are stuck in traffic exchanges uh, just trade trading uh, looks at at the website okay you look at what my website I'm going to look at your website and then neither person uh, wants to join uh, the other person's business so uh, you know they're getting stuck on on one particular aspect of marketing and, uh, and this is where we're going to uh, to open up your mind a little bit on these so <clears throat> we're also going to talk about coming together of two ages information age and social community age in the information age of course that's where your search engines come into play uh, Google, Bing, Yahoo and many more search engines uh, are you know uh, their people are using that to find information that they are wanting. Seen the uh, uh, article just a little bit ago that uh, Google and, and Microsoft uh, is getting into it, and uh, Google made a statement that uh, that Microsoft was trying to shoot them uh, out of the out of the market, and uh, and then uh, Microsoft came back and said that. Uh, uh, that they offered them the same deal that they would wanted to partner with them, and uh, and someone said that uh, I couldn't do it anyway. It was kind of it was kind of funny the way it turned out. But anyway, uh, so you got things like that. Google, of course, uh, logs two billion searches a day. Uh, about three hundred people are using it a day. Bing has a. Uh, uh, 10% of the search engine market, of course, Bing is uh, owned by Microsoft. That's what uh, reminded me of that little story. And then Yahoo has 100,000 searches a week. In the social community age, that's where people are coming together to share common interests. And uh, that's where we have uh, social communities like Facebook, MySpace, Ning, Dig, Squidoo, YouTube. And, uh, and all kinds of other forums out there, and they've grown significantly over the last few years. So, uh, with all this uh, thought in mind, let me ask you this uh, information versus social community age. Is it more important to feed the search engines than build relationships? Uh, I see uh, a lot of people, they're out there building relationships. They, uh, you know, they have three or four hundred or more or whatever following them. Uh, is it more important to to build those relationships? Uh, I mean, they and the things that I see them uh, getting in return is that they're you know showing them crap out there uh, uh, to uh, use in promoting their business or. Should the social communities enhance your marketing to the search engines? Uh, now, uh, my opinion is that marketing techniques of the social community should enhance your marketing to the search engines. Uh, I was just uh, let me uh, let me do that right quick. Uh, take you over to. Uh, uh, Google and uh, I'm going to go for the keyword uh, hopefully you can see all this anti-inflammation or anti-inflammatory uh, can't spell okay Okay, there's uh, there's one there's my there's a social community uh, our uh, right here tomorrow's home business name it's on the first page of Google and look what I have right below that is Twitter okay I don't go around promoting Twitter I use Twitter in my social in my uh, search engine marketing so I got two uh, two Places on the first page. Uh, earlier, when I was looking at this, Twitter was actually the number one thing uh, 
on this, so it kind of surprised me. Uh, but I think that uh, that you should use <coughs> your marketing techniques should uh, 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 the social community should enhance your marketing to the search engines. <clears throat> so let's talk about uh, the products that we have. The products that we're promoting comes from Trivita. They're your uh, health and wellness products like your vitamins, vitamin A, B, C, D, E. Uh, there's calcium, there's iron, there's uh, products, uh, multivitamin products for men, for women, uh, some things that are tailored just uh, other products just tailored for women and men. Uh, there's anti-inflammation products. Uh, they have a whole host of products out there uh, to uh, to help you be proactive in your health. They have a two-fold mission. Trivita wants to inspire and help people experience greater overall wellness. See, they're being proactive. They're educating people about uh, the various uh, uh, diseases and, and how to take care of yourself and uh, just uh, uh, they're, they're active in the research. They, they keep people informed of what's going on related to health issues and, and how to prevent some of those things. They also want to give people the opportunity to create wealth for your life purposes. They want to give you, help you uh, start a business and, uh, and, and starting a tri Trivita business. Uh, and that helps you and it helps me and it helps everyone uh, that's a part of this. Well, uh, how we market our information is through the Veritech system. Uh, and this uh, marketing system, uh, there's a lead generation system because you got to have leads for your business. There's classified ad system. There's uh, and this one. It's the it, it, if it's not the oldest, it's one of the oldest <coughs> classified ad systems on the internet. Uh, splash page maker, ad submission tool, blogging system, bulk mailer, tracking tools. Uh, there's a whole bunch more that I haven't listed here. Uh, but even like this conference room that you're in right now. Uh, is a uh, Veritech. So uh, there's uh, uh, and we use this Veritech system to also get us to the top of the search engines. Like we was talking earlier about Google, Bing, and Yahoo. Uh, you know, we we try to get to the top of those search engines, and and Veritech helps us get up there to uh, get those uh, first page rankings on uh, our targeted keyword, and we teach. Uh, teach you how to find those targeted keywords, uh, how you go about the process. We also have a social community out there. Veritech has its, its own social community. Uh, this particular social community I created uh, for us to promote our stuff. Uh, it's tomorrowshomebusiness.ning.com and in this community you can post information through blogs and videos. Hey, you don't have to have HTML knowledge to uh, to post your stuff in here either. Uh, that's built into the system, uh, and uh, you can use uh, uh, some push buttons if you need to uh, to uh, you know create various HTML links and different things. Uh, anyway, you post post your information in here. Uh, you can share your information from this one social community out to Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Delicious, Dig, and Stumble Upon. I mean, that's what I—that's all I did with uh, uh, with the Twitter thing was that uh, I uh, would share, hit the share button, and uh, and shared it over to Twitter. You can create your own profile page to represent you. And uh, earlier in, the, in this uh, session. I was talking about dream building. Um, my dream is to get a Harley Davidson motorcycle. So I've created a, a profile page 
that has a Harley Davidson motorcycle. So I keep my dream in front of me. I keep my reason why in front of me. And that, and also too, it uh, it helps people uh, to learn more about me. It's also a talking piece too, uh, uh, to talk with other people. The profile pages are promotable on the search engine, so you can put all your links on there and promote that one page. Uh, you can use RSS feeds, so if you got other blogs, you can bring that into the community. There's three RSS feeds on the front page. Uh, to help uh, if you need to find out some particular information, maybe to help uh, uh, with content of writing blogs and such. Uh, and we're just people working together and in a relationship uh, with one another. And uh, last I looked, uh, the Alexa ranking, uh, that's another thing that we uh, try to uh, uh, aspire to. Uh, is to get a uh, real low uh, Alexa ranking because that uh, shows that you're getting a lot of traffic and the, the, the traffic that we're getting is uh, I think we're ranked around 275,000 275, uh, and that's uh, that's worldwide uh, our US ranking is uh, is a little bit lower our group is the maniac marketers Butch Hamilton has uh, uh, shared with us of uh, his techniques of how to get to the top of the search engines. Uh, we're willing to share that with you. And uh, so all we have now is for, uh, for you to make business choices here. With Maniac Marketers, we promise to teach you how to grow to be a leader. And we also teach you how to use the tools to build your work-at-home business. Now... The Maniac Marketers invite you to a successful work-at-home business. So if, uh, if someone brought you to the meeting, be sure to get back with them to get some more information. Uh, if you don't have anyone and you would like to contact me, you can contact me at Terry Senior. that's T-E-R-R-Y-S-R dot V-E-R-E-T-E-K-K dot C-O-M. Um, my Trivita link is trivita.com slash 131-343-49 and contact me through Skype at Allison Marketing Group and our social community is tomorrow's home business dot dot com and I thank you for being a part of the a conference tonight is if anybody has any questions just go ahead and type them in there and uh, or if you want to mic uh, I'm willing to uh, to hear your questions how can I use or create another RSS feed other than in blogfather you just go to the, the website that you want to uh, uh, get the RSS feed from and uh, plug it in there. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, James. You got to look for that little symbol of RSS feed, Meryl. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll stay around here if anybody has any more questions or anything. Thank you all for, for being a part of it.